Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been bringing you a message that was preached by a visiting missionary at a recent missions conference. His name is Mike Flick, a missionary from Malawi, Africa. The title of the message is, An Expected End. Brother Flick's exhortation to every Christian is to be a faithful witness for Christ in the midst of difficult times. We have a short journey through this life, and our best recourse as Christians is to serve the Lord with all of our hearts to His glory. Now, before we get to that message, we'd like to offer you a very helpful book entitled Be Joyful by Dr. Warren Wearsby. Dr. Wearsby skillfully opens up the book of Philippians and shows the child of God how to have real joy and contentment. This book and today's message are both free of charge. Stay tuned till the end of today's program for a phone number and address. And now to today's message. And now please come in your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, verse 20. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Now notice he's still a servant, but he's a wicked servant. He wasn't faithful. He, wasn't, he was slothful. Thou wicked servant, thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. Listen, brethren, the first two men received the reward of the inheritance. That was their expected end. This man received rebuke and impoverishment. That was his expected end. You see in verse 24, it's very clear. He suffered loss. But he himself shall be saved. He's a servant still. He's a wicked servant, but he's still saved. Yet so as by fire. Some of you, you have not been faithful in the very little. Some of you, you've not been occupied about the business of God. And when you get to heaven, you'll make it if you're saved, but you will receive rebuke and impoverishment. Jesus Christ will tell you off and then take away the reward that you might have had. Now listen, brethren, I don't think that this wicked servant was looking forward to the second coming of his Lord. I seriously doubt it. Do you, do you think that he was happy to see his Lord coming back? And there's some of you, man, we start singing about the trumpet sounding, the Lord descending, the preacher gets up and talks about Jesus coming back, and some of you sit there like a wooden Indian. You don't get stirred up in your heart, and you wonder what everybody else is excited about, what, that, what is that crazy young man getting all excited about in the pulpit? And I'll tell you why you're like that. You are the wicked servant. You're not ready for Jesus to come back because you have not been faithful in the very little that he has given you. You're so comfortable down here. You have made your heaven on the earth. The Bible says in the last days, the church of the Laodiceans will have need of nothing, rich and increased with goods. You don't need heaven. You don't need Jesus Christ. You've been building bigger barns your entire life. You're happy right here where you are. Amen. You say amen. Feel free. It's still the truth, brother. Even if you don't agree with it, it's true. You're not hot. You're not cold, you're comfortable. Just comfortable. Nice and lukewarm. Perfect right where you are. Don't want to change a thing. Got my retirement plan all in order. 
got the house I've always wanted, the car I've always wanted. But brother, when you get to heaven, you'll not have the reward that you were seeking for. You'll receive rebuke and impoverishment. You, hey, this man, look what he did. He began to make excuses. He began to blame his Lord and said, I, I fear thee, it's your fault. You're a hard and austere man. Began to try to blame other people for his failures. Listen now, he had the same opportunity as the other two servants. He's probably in the same church. They were all there together when the Lord gave out the pounds. Yes, sir. He had the tools. He had the grace of God. He had the Bible. He had the spirit of God. He had a pastor. He had the instruction he needed, but he failed. And he tried to blame other people. Look, don't blame anybody but yourself if you get rebuke and impoverishment. It's your fault if you fail of the grace of God. God will give you the tools. You have to use them. He, he began to make excuses. Verse 21. Some of you doing the same thing this morning. Some of you, instead of praying about faith promise and what you can do, you're just making excuses and why you can't do anything. I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to teach. I don't have a good enough job. I don't have enough time. I can't give a lot. I'm not spiritual enough. My wife won't let me do it. Blah, blah, blah. One excuse after another. Talk is cheap and it cannot buy you a reward at the judgment seat of Christ. It'll get you nowhere. You can see what happened here. This man, he had done nothing. And look at the advice in verse number 23 that he was given. Maybe some of you need to hear this now. Maybe you realize that you have not done anything for Jesus Christ. Maybe you are the one making the excuses. Maybe you're just sitting around mully grubbing, as they say in North Carolina. Oh, crying. Oh, I can't do anything. I'm just so useless. I'm just so worthless. Verse number 23, here's what you need to do. Wherefore then gave us not thou my money into the bank? Hey, hey, you slothful man. You too lazy to get out and do something for Christ? Make an investment. You say, Brother Mike, I'm going to get rebuke and impoverishment. I don't want that. Make an investment. He says, put the money in the bank. That way when I come back, I'll, I'll get something out of it. He could have avoided the rebuke and the impoverishment. All he needed to do... The Lord said you didn't have to do anything else. Just give it to somebody else and let them do something with it. Some folks can expect the reward of the inheritance. Some people rebuke and impoverishment. But please, let's not forget the people in verse 27. The Bible says, but those mine enemies. These are the citizens that we read about in verse 14. These are unsaved people. People never been born again. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. You could get the reward of the inheritance. Maybe if you're not faithful, you get the rebuke and impoverishment. But if you've never been saved, the only thing you can expect in your end is the righteous indignation that comes from God. The Bible says, he that believeth not the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter six and verse number eight, whose end is to be burned. Witness to a young man in Pennsylvania playing basketball out there a little bit in the playground all by himself. I was walking by. He said, hey, you want to play? You know, he's looking at a 30-year-old white man figure, oh, this ain't no problem. He's a 19-year-old little black fella, you know. I'd take this guy. Well, I'd beat the socks out of him, praise God. <laughs> Whoo, man, I was having a good day. Seven feet behind the three-point. Anyway, that was, that was a good day. 
I said, Leon, he, he got a little frustrated and said, I don't want to play no more, man. I don't want to play no more. This ain't right, man. This ain't right. I said, all right, let's talk for a little while. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's when we get open door. You just <laughs> beat them so bad they don't want to talk. They don't want to play anymore. So we talked, gave him the entire gospel, said, Leon, you want to get saved? He said, man, I like that. I said, well, man, let, we can pray right now. He said, not right now, man. I'm 19. I got time. I pressed it a couple more times. He said, no, nah, man, no. Nah. I said, all right, I'm not going to push you. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But I told him, I said, Leon, your end is to be burned. I talked to a couple Muslims when I first came back from my furlough, gave them some tracks. These guys were from Saudi Arabia. They didn't speak much English, so they had to call their friend. There was, by this time, four of them in a hotel room. They invited me up there. And only one of them spoke English. I was getting a little worried about that time. My wife was praying, not, not that they get saved, but that I come back alive. <laughs> I went up there and we sat down with the Bible, the Quran, the Hadith, and we went everything under the sun. And he said, you keep saying born again, born again. What do you mean born again? I don't want to be born again. I said, My, your prophet Jesus said, you must be born again. He said, I, I, I don't understand this. If God really has a son, why did he let him die? Why did he not protect him? If you love your son, you don't let him die. And I got to open the door. I got to preaching the gospel to that man. Said it was because he needed to be forgiven of his sins and all of his sins could be washed away in the blood of Christ. And he looked me straight in the eye and said, nobody loves me that much. Folks, I'm, I'm glad to tell you this morning, somebody loves you that much. I'm glad to tell you that Jesus did die on that cross and it was your sin that put him up there. And if you'll receive him as your savior, the Bible says you'll receive power to become the sons of God. My grandfather, he died while I was on the field. My family's very Catholic. My aunt's a nun, six great aunts that are nuns, a great uncle who's a priest. I studied to be a priest before I got saved. And after I got saved, I witnessed to grandpa. I said, grandpa, you're lost. He said, Mike, the worst thing you ever did was pick up that Bible. You need to put it in a corner and quit touching it, quit reading it. It's confusing you. The only thing you need to do is keep the commandments and listen to the church and you'll be just fine. Folks, my grandfather died. Listen, now listen to me, please. Hear what I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't mix this up. My grandfather is burning this morning. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that thought, but it's true. You say, oh, he went to hell because he's a Catholic. No, sir. He went to hell because he never got saved. Now, folks, if you've never been saved, your expected end is the righteous indignation of God. You can change that. You can change that. Whatever your situation is, if you want to change it, you can change it this morning. But you need to be wise and consider this. You need to think about your latter end. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to the conclusion of a message entitled, An Expected End by Mike Flick, a recent guest speaker at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. Before the Jews' captivity in Babylon, the Lord used Jeremiah to prophesy to Israel that they would once again return to their land of promise. And in his message today, Brother Flick used this event in Israel's history, making application to us as Christians. We too have a period of time, which is our life, in a place that is not our home, and yet we have an expected end of going to heaven when this life is over. Now because these things are so, it is absolutely vital that we as saved, born-again children of God be faithful in fulfilling our Lord's Great Commission and be out and about telling lost people how to be saved. Now as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, we'd like to offer this month a very helpful book entitled Be Joyful by Dr. Warren Wearsby. In his book, Dr. Wearsby takes the reader through the book of Philippians and brings out some tremendous truths. 
He points out many of the things that steal our joy, why we don't need to worry, and in addition, he lays out some good guidelines on the secrets of contentment. We encourage you to order this book today. Both the book and today's message are free of charge. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. No contributions, please. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We hope you'll join us again on Monday as Pastor Rick DeMichael will once again take us through a study of God's Word. We also want to welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.